Welcome to the Moon Room. <laughs> it is, what's today, Monday, November 27th, and it's 10.30 a.m. I've been trying to record this for the last couple of hours, um, so I'm hoping that it works this time. <laughs> but today is also the full moon. Uh, so happy full moon to all of my full moon people, my moon witches. Today I'm going to talk about um, some more controversial shit that has to do with the biblical times and you know, the Anunnaki and all that. Um, I'm really excited to share this. I think it's really, uh, let's see, what's the word? It's synchronicitous that the information that I'm about to share that came has been coming through for the last couple of days is falling on the full moon as I'm sharing it to y'all like that. Y'all understand why. But so first I'm um, going to give my little disclaimer. You know, this one definitely is going to offend some people on a religious level, like all the way. So, so I'm giving you the the opportunity now to turn off the recording and take care of yourself instead of listening to this. All right. Um, so I'm going to start first talking about Jesus and um, the 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 forty the day the times that he fasted one two three on the clock the time he fasted in the desert for forty days and forty nights again this is gonna be controversial as fuck but I'm supposed to share it <laughs> all right at the beginning of Jesus's ministry well first he gets baptized by John the Baptist right and um you know that's that's like a big event in the Bible he then apparently gets called by the Spirit to go into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and fast. So he does that. And while he's there, apparently he gets tempted by Satan. <laughs> All right, so let me pull this up because I'm going to be reading a lot of stuff to y'all today. All right, so while Jesus was in the garden, no, not the garden, he was in the desert. This is when he's in the desert. He gets tempted by Satan or the devil three times. So this is what um, one of these websites says. The first one, uh, the devil tempts him to turn stones into bread because he's fasting. Um, and Jesus responds with, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The next thing that Satan slash the devil comes and tempts him with is challenges him to throw himself off of a cliff and, because then, you know, the angels will catch him. And Jesus says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And then the last time that the Satan devil tempts Jesus, it's to challenge him to bow down and worship him. And then Jesus says, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the God, the Lord your God and serve him only. And then they say that the devil left and then Jesus passed through the rest of his uh, 40 days and 40 nights with without succumbing to temptation. And then when he's done the 40 days and the 40 nights, it says that the angels come and tend to him. He's out there with the wild beasts the whole time. He's, he's yeah, they say he was like with the wild animals. And so like the angels come and they tend to him. And there's like different accounts of like what they did in tending him, but like he was hungry and so I'm sure like they fed him. All right, I'm supposed to talk about that. Well, first, let's all put ourselves in just anybody's situation, right? Anybody's shoes, including mine, right? So, like, you might be called to be a spiritual person. So you might have a, like, really um, active relationship with the divine. 
but you are also in a physical body. And what do we all know about like just being a human? We have to take care of our bodies, right? Like that's just like human 101 is <laughs> like, don't starve yourself. In fact, we call that mental illness now. Like when you, when you purposefully starve yourself in the religious sense, people purposefully starve themselves, withhold food from themselves because of this shit, like this story of Jesus doing it. So it's like, oh, because Jesus did it, we should all at some point stop eating and it will help us get closer to God. Now, let's all first just think about that one logically. (laughs) You know, stop eating and it will make you closer to God. What the fuck does that even sound like? Does that not even sound like, like if another person came to you and was like, stop eating and you'll become closer to me. I feel like I'm getting triggered just by by putting it that way. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds dangerous, doesn't it? To just to stop eating and believe that um, that will make you closer to God. Uh, Humans can do it. We've done it. But we only do it for short periods of time, not 40 days and 40 nights, because we will die. (laughs) Right? Like we're 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 humans. Okay, so Jesus was also a human. Like he was a star seed, an awakened star seed, but 555, he was a human. He was literally just like me. I mean, well, he was, he had different powers, but it was kind of the same. So as I'm reading that or I'm thinking about that, I'm starting to see it a little different. I'm starting to be like, well, wait, wait a minute. If, if we've already now by this point in this little uh, Westworld narrative of the whole shit that we're in in this space here, if, um, if it's me, like if I'm supposed to like go and, f- and like not eat, like that just doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like for me personally, I could not fathom purposefully not eating and then thinking that that's going to somehow help me. In fact, it's almost as if spirit purposefully gave me the trial and tribulation of being food controlled and starved so that I would have to ascend past that and realize that, bitch, you need food to survive. Like, you got to eat. You can't not eat and think that you're going to um, somehow be spiritually more able to handle things. Like, saying it out loud logically, it sounds logical, right? So why do we fast? (laughs) Why do we fast? We only fast people, not me. I, I didn't grow up fasting. That was not my, thank God AMEs did not we don't do the fasting. We eat all the food. <laughs> but there's a lot of religious sects out there that require you to fast, include, especially Lent. This whole thing, Lent is about giving up something, right? But the original people that were celebrating that shit, like it was actually, it's all based on f- legitimately not eating. I actually have, have had friends in my life who were part of different sects of Christianity and stuff, and they would like go through periods of fasting, like wear white and all this stuff, and they would fast and then come back and be like, I had, you know, I had all this experience and with God and I feel better. But the same people would then still go out and do the same shit and then have to do it again the next year and then have to fast again the next year. It's like, well, what's the fucking point of fasting then? If you're just going to still be who you are. It, it may, it's, you see what I'm saying? All right. So say you are Enki <laughs> slash Sam slash apparently Satan. <laughs> 
<laughs> but now we understand that Enki is actually more a loving person to humans than not, right? So say you're Enki slash Sam. We just call him Sam. Say you're Sam. And one of the star seeds, the, the like actual Christ star seed, the one who's awakened, goes out in a desert because he just got baptized, mind you. So like that in, that in itself is like a, a spiritual light thing. He was he was kind of ascending to another version of himself, not ascending into heaven and all that yet. But like he had ascended to Christ. Uh, he'd awakened to the, the Christ ray, you know, whatever. And this person, John the Baptist, then baptizes him. So light. Jesus is like essentially full of light at this point. Okay. So like I said, he said he's, he's called into the desert by what it says in the Bible is spirit calls him to the desert. So say Enki slash Sam is watching all this. And he sees this man, this poor little, little man go into the desert, knowing good and well that this man needs to eat because <laughs> he's a fairy man and we fairies need food. So he goes there and he starts to try to convince him to eat. And Jesus pushes back because Jesus is actually currently at that time still in the doctrine of the Hebrews, the ones that are worshiping Enlil and have no idea yet that like he's actually the one hurting them, holding everybody back. In fact, Enlil is the one that Jesus thinks tells him to go into the fucking wilderness and starve himself for 40 days and 40 nights. That sound any of you who is a parent, any person who like oversees children, any how ridiculous would that be? Would you ever tell one of your children or anything like that to to not eat in order to get closer to you? And it sounds so bullshit to me. Like <laughs> So he does it, right? So Enki slash Sam is trying to get him to eat. And he says, no, he pushes back with his scripture. Fine. So then he's testing him in all these different ways. He, what the Bible says, Sam sa said to him was jump off this cliff and some beings will catch you. All right. Let me pause that. I am also Christ. <laughs> I have literally had my spirit team and let's say the people that came to me in dreams tell me to do the equivalent of jumping off a cliff and trusting that beings will catch me. Let's just say I've done that. Let's just say I did that and I'm still alive and I'm still here. 1111. And I'm talking to y'all still. I wonder if Jesus could have jumped off that cliff and something would have actually caught him. Jesus, um, you know, we I, I've said this many times, like he said, I'm not God and I'm and, and and I'm also not God. Right. But he had his own God. He was still putting Enlil's word that didn't come from him above everything. So like he wasn't able to give this being any time of day, one, two, one, two on the clock, meaning the fear of going against scripture was so um, so prevalent in Jesus that he rejected. He was rejecting everything. So that I've learned, and maybe that's why I'm here, is because that's not the way to go. Like one, two, three, four on the clock. If you're somebody who, is, who has wisdom, you have to be open to the fact that like you might not know everything. Other people might know things outside of you that will help you. 
but also you have to accept that like the thing that that raised you up might not be the thing that is going to keep you alive and keep you going. So like I said, Jesus was raised up on Hebrew scripture, but it was the Hebrew leaders that ended up killing him. All right. So for me, when I had, when I moved into my Christ shit, right, I actually had to let go of everything that I had been raised on, including Christianity and the Bible and all that. And like, y'all heard me, like, I'm not a Christian. I'm the Christ, (laughs) but like, I don't follow the doctrine that I was raised with because I, in order to awaken, I had to be able to see that like, and accept that that's not going to keep me alive and going on my highest timeline. So, So really the big, the big thing that I'm being told by spirit and that I've been being told over the, the course of days is that Jesus, he, that's this is a little bit where he fucked up for himself. <laughs> like he was too stubborn to be able to allow himself to even um, consider that something else outside of what he thought was his God might have information that would help him. So for instance, what that might look like for me is like if while I'm out in my little, um, where I was out in deposit, right? If for those years I was out there, if I had clung to Christianity in any way, um, I would not have done many things that I needed to fucking do to actually ascend. So I had to accept that like, one, I don't know everything, have faith in the fact that what I know of my insides, that's what's going to guide me, not what any scroll or any book outside of me is going to tell me I shouldn't, shouldn't do, right? So Jesus's response to these temptations is like always calling on this, the Lord, your God, which is at, it is in low. See, maybe Jesus at the time though, didn't know you know, what we know, 1515 on the clock about aliens and all that shit. Like Jesus knew, he knew that like angels existed. He understood that he was the son of something that wasn't human. But I don't think he was given a lot past that. Like, I think that Jesus on some level kept himself, um, he held himself back. Ooh, a lot of people are gonna get offended by this. I don't care. So, so Jesus, um, in, if instead of looking at this being, Satan, Sam, um, Anki, as tempting him, we could look at it more as like trying to help him in the same way that Anki went to Eve to try to help her. Our Bible and everything that Enlo came up with after that portrays it as he tempted her and she fell for the temptation. But like, it actually was the thing that saved her. Because if she had stayed in the garden, well, there would have, yeah, there there was a lot, ha- like they were, she was never going to wake up to be conscious, which we can't, you know, all of us, if put ourselves in that position, put yourself in like the position of a Westworld doll person. Would you want to spend your life that way, knowing good and well, well, now that we would know that other beings on the outside of you are actually trying to keep you in that state and are taking advantage of you in that state. So here's Enki slash Sam slash Satan coming to Jesus at the beginning of his ministry, the 40 days and 40 nights. And he's trying to see if this guy is really going to um, keep himself a level of asleep because he now has this new power. So for instance, like for me, I had this new power that I had, right? 
if I, there are so many things in the last two years that I could have done or become or gone back to. And I'm pretty sure it would put me on the timeline to where I ended up like Jesus. Because Jesus eventually ends up dead. <laughs> like, that's what I kept being shown is like, he actually ended up dead. He didn't, he didn't listen to this thing that was tempting him. Not that he should have like listened to him, but it's more that like the fact of what the, the ways he responded, we know that he was just being stubborn at that point. Like, how can you starve yourself? <laughs> That's stubbornness. Um, it's, it's clinging to doctrine. We got put in physical bodies to take care of these physical bodies. Our physical bodies are part of our godship. These bodies are so incredible. He would have gone through all the yoga and all the shit, right? To like understand his body. When you have fear in your heart, though, it's easy to backslide to old shit. For me, I know that the body itself is the gift. It is a gift. So to reject your body is to deny the gift that you were given of life. So that's just, that's one thing. So he was so basically looking at it as Sam was actually Satan was actually just trying to help Jesus to survive and 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 not starve himself. This is um, on Wikipedia. I, I was looking up, you know, um, that period of time and like the different temptations. So Spirit, let me read this. All right. In the temptations, according to Benedict, what is that? The 16th. X, yeah. So the 16th. Satan seeks to draw Jesus from a messianism of self-sacrifice to a messianism of power. Okay. I never heard that word before, but messianism. And then it says, quote, in this period of wilderness, Jesus is exposed to danger and is assaulted by the temptation and seduction of the evil one who proposes a different messianic path to him far from God's plan because it passes through power, success, and domination rather than the total gift of himself on the cross. Bro, that's where I had to stop and I was like, people have to hear that. Far from God's plan because it passes him through power, success and domination rather than the total gift of himself on the cross. How is that a gift? <laughs> that is what I want us to focus on. The brainwashing that Enlil gave to even Jesus himself to convince him or convince us all that letting himself get murdered that way was a fucking gift. No. <laughs> Goddamn. Like, no, absolutely fucking not. And that's probably why Satan was trying to help him take care of his body. Because the more you reject your body, the more you allow other people to have power over it. Like your mind and your spirit are number one, but your body is your house. So like you stop and rejecting, you stop taking care of your body. You're just allowing other people to just fuck up your house, essentially. Walking onto a battlefield with no weapons and no armor. That would be the dumbest thing to do because you're standing there and everyone can, you're just, everyone can, and you're not going to, you're not going to defend yourself either. You're just going to just stand there and let people shoot arrows at you, bust you up and continuously say like, this is self-sacrifice. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not what that was. That was being brainwashed. Sometimes the more I be hearing myself, I'm wondering if this is coming off very antichrist to people. <laughs> like, am I, am I the, no, like this is, 
even that, even like the concept of the Antichrist, of course Enlil would tell, like, would put in the, the fucking shit. Like, there's going to be someone that's going to convince y'all that I'm wrong one day. Don't listen to that person. <laughs> They're going to tell you all kind of lies. They're going to, there's going to be new religions coming, raising up. There's going to be wars. We are in that time. But y'all have your own discernment and wisdom about you. I think no person on this planet now would willingly walk into a desert and starve themselves for 40 days and 40 nights with all that we know now of just science and wellness, well-being. We wouldn't do that. And I would never encourage someone to do that. So we then have to look at that a little bit differently because I'm only here because Jesus didn't succeed on some level. He was phase one. Like if he had succeeded, a whole lot of shit would not have gone down for humanity for the next 2,000 years. But he didn't succeed. And I'm being told that's because he actually was on some level keeping himself in the brainwash space. Had he re completely rejected everything he had been raised on, like the doctrine itself, I think his life might have turned out a little bit different. <laughs> Granted, he did pu push the envelope across the board, you know, with his existence. But there are some things that I think that his own fear held him back. So temptation is like defined as like not. So here it is. The biblical meaning of temptation is, quote, a trial in which man has a free choice of being faithful or unfaithful to God. Ugh, click in the room. Thank you. Like, no. I mean, that's just that that's coming from a space of like the God of the God that is Enlil is creating the term temptation and the whole narrative around what temptation is faithful or unfaithful to me. You know what I'm saying? Like the temptation has to do with him as the end goal versus like other pantheons that were there and that exist. None of their gods told any of their followers, follow me and only me and none of the other ones. It'd be like, one day you go to your God and you're like, all right, today I ain't got no money. I need money. And this one God says, "What? Well, I'm not the God for that. Uh -uh. I'm, I'm the cow God. You got to go over that to that one. Okay, then you go to another one. Today I need, you know, today I need some protection. Well, that's not me. You got to go to that, that one over there. Okay, well, today I need you to get rid of the drought. Well, I'm not the drought one. You got to go to the, find the other one over there, go through the river and across the way and get to that one's temple and they'll help you. Like that is literally <laughs> what it, what it is and what it should be. Because no one being can serve as God for all people and all things. But one God, one person can brainwash everyone into believing that they're the only one that should be considered as God. So what that person then does is creates a whole system and psychology around everything else in the world. It's like us versus them. If you're not with me, you're against me. So if you don't do what I say, if, if someone else comes along and tells you, oh, well, this might be easier for you to do it this way, and you decide to take the easier route, well, now you've been tempted. You've fallen into temptation. Now you're unfaithful to me, to God. That is so fucking toxic. <laughs> this God sounds toxic as fuck. So, you know, like that's, that's how we can look at it as modern humans. Like the faith that one has to an external God in itself is the error. If Jesus had walked around actually saying, I am my God, I am my God, and I will, what I want and what is good for me is what is going to be good for everyone. 
meaning I'm going to take care of myself and my body so that y'all can take care of yourselves and your body. So you, I'm showing you how you can best take care of yourself. I can only do that, though, by taking care of myself, right? So, like, that's, that's the truth of it all. But Jesus wasn't going about it that way. And I think maybe that's why he, his shit only lasted three years before they, like, because in, even at the end, even at the end, he let himself be destroyed the way he was. Granted, granted, he was overpowered. But the way that we talk about Jesus, like never, ever, you know, turn the other cheek, don't defend yourself, all of that. Um, no, 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 no. That's Maybe that's why they sent me this time as a woman. Because women, we know, like, uh-uh, that's not how you get, mm-mm. If women keep turning the other cheek, women, you, you will be destroyed. But see, a man might not, man might, might not see it that way, like be able to look that far ahead in that way. Jesus was, he, he was, he was what he was, but he was also what, also what he was. Like he was, he was a man in a very like hyper masculine, violent society. And so to me, it just doesn't make any sense to not defend yourself against, against violence, right? Like it, that doesn't make sense to me because then that just means that you don't value your body and yourself enough to defend yourself. That's not me saying always be defensive and come from a place of defensiveness in your life. But like how many of you would stand and let somebody just bust you up and not fight back? We, a lot of focus on the family shit growing up. Like there was a lot of like touched by an angel, all those different like seventh heaven all these different like kind of christian inspired shows that we would grow up with a lot of them would show people in this like martyr mode you know even even like the old testament i think stephen the first martyr the person who just let himself be stoned to death that's not that's not honorable <laughs> it's not honorable to let people destroy your body um if you have if you're able to defend yourself in some way or if you can get away right like you can somehow organize some sort of party that sneaks you off and the same way that apparently um what's her name mary magdalene escaped with her daughter sophia she didn't let nobody destroy her and sophia she like escaped away but if you are standing in a space of like ego and fear and you're trusting an external force to come save you then maybe you might end up like jesus did just kind of allowing the worst heinous things to happen to you i understand that only because i had to experience it here but thank christ that he did it physically so that i would be able to not have to do it physically jesus was very much a victim but there were steps that i feel and being shown that he could have taken to not end up where he ended up (laughs) so that's his first thing and again there's people that are going to not like that oh well the second thing that I'm being told to share is sin. So you know how, okay, Jesus was without sin. Even this thing I'm reading, it says somewhere on the page that like he was without sin. He got through the whole shit with no sin. This is what somebody writes on the different kinds of temptation of Christ. Quote, in the first temptation, Satan wished to induce the Savior instead of trusting in God and patiently enduring hunger to create bread by his own power against his father's will. He sought, therefore, to make our Lord sin by sensuality and an unlawful desire for food, or in other words, by gluttony. First of fucking all, I am so mad as I just read that art. Y'all heard that, right? Oh, my God. Like, 
So because he wants, because he's literally starving himself, he's going to be gluttonous if he eats. Are you fucking kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. An unlawful desire for food. That sounds so fucking, that's Satan. That's some satanic shit to convince a person to not eat. That's crazy. But to make our Lord sin by sensuality. What? <laughs> by sensuality. First of all, what the fuck was sensual going on with Jesus in the in the desert? One, I don't even know. But two, like by sensuality, women, you hear me, all women who understand that sensuality is a part of divine femininity. Like this line in itself is is mad problematic. So we can see now that like the beings or the people, actually the people that came after Jesus that wrote all this shit down, they're coming at it from a place of brainwashing by Enlil, by a being that is actually trying to keep them from being awake, from enjoying their time on earth. Because why else the fuck be here? Why be here if it's not going to be fun? Why be here if it ain't going to feel good? Why be here if you're going to just deny yourself every gift that the actual God of source gave you? Actually, your own God gave you when they made you the avatar that you are to come into this motherfucker to learn, to like level up. That's why starve yourself. I just cannot. I cannot. (laughs) So sin, sin is what we're all trying to avoid. But we have to look at like, what the fuck is a sin, right? Like anybody can say that a sin, anything can be a sin at this point. I'm supposed to share with y'all. Sin don't even fucking exist. (laughs) That is is another one of Enlil's ways to get people to only focus on him. Because guess what Sin is? The firstborn son of Enlil was named Sin. And Sin was a moon god. He is one of the oldest gods that exists in all of humanity. He's up there with Enlil and Enki. He was worshipped in the form of a horned cow. What did Moses see when he came down off of the, the mountain with the commandments? And he comes down and he sees the, is the Hebrews doing what? Worshipping. They've melted all their gold down and they've made now this golden calf or a cow with horns or whatever. Sin. <laughs> because they had just come out of Egypt, right? And there's like Canaanites and all these people, like all, all these different be- people that, that are worshipping gods, right? Like they're worshipping the different gods for the different things. Granted, these aren't actual gods, but they're worshipping their mm, Disney princess, <laughs> Right, like just put it that way. They're worshiping the the beings that created them, um, and they're calling on those beings for help and for all the assistance that they need. So we can see that, like, on some level, somewhere, the communication was purposefully worded to keep people from worshiping or even trying to communicate and connect with this moon god called Sin. Now, Sin was such a popular god that he was the patron god of the city of Ur. And that's like the biggest, uh, what, like the Mesopotamian, old Mesopotamian city. I think Sumerian, I don't know, Akkadian, one of those. But like, he was a huge, he had a huge presence in humanity at that time, in that part of the world. And every king, if you were uh, the reigning king of Ur, your firstborn daughter was automatically given over as a high priestess of sin and she was the leader the spiritual leader was always a high priestess of sin and so guess what the women who worshiped sin were called sinners (laughs) 
when I first learned this, I was out in deposit and I was like deep in my sensuality with the earth. See, that's another thing. Like I only got survived because I got mad sensual with the earth and ate a, and tried to eat. Like I was eating off the, the land and granted I had my food was being controlled, but like I wasn't rejecting food. Like I was, I was very much indulging in all of my body in all of the ways y'all like, because that is what it means to be alive, to be alive. The point of being alive is to experience nothing but delight. The purpose of life is delight. We're not supposed to be here to suffer. We're supposed to be here to try and find as much joy, happiness, comfort, uh, you know, delight as possible to make this life our best life. So at that time for me, when I first found out about sin, I was like, oh shit, I was deep in the divine feminine stuff. I'm like really, like I always am, but I was out in the earth like every day. It was so amazing. And so I would just like dance around and be like, bless me mother for I have sinned. (laughs) That's like something I came up with like, oh yeah, the one we just, bless me mother for I have sinned because sin is a yummy God apparently. Any God that is of the moon for a woman is going to be, you know, we, I think that's, it calls more to our spirit, right? Especially if you are a moon witch of any kind, but women are, our bodies are literally on clock with the moon. The tides of the ocean are on clock with the moon. So a God that is of the moon to me as a woman is going to be the one I go to. Same with the God that's of the water to me as a woman, like Enki. So Enki and Sin, brother of Enlil, son of Enlil, they get demonized as Satan and literal like and literal evil things you can do. The thing you do that's bad is called sin. So both these people are connected to Enlil and what we've already shown is that Enlil is a lying fucker at this point. Like fuck him. <laughs> He's also the owner of this planet and the whole reason why Pleiadians had to come and send me and a whole bunch of you star seeds because everybody's asleep still and thinking that everything that they do that's actually going to bring them pleasure and joy is actually going against God in some way or sin. So I guess I'm here to tell people like, Mm-mm, let's, let's start sinning people. <laughs> now, when I say sin, I don't mean like go murder people. That's obviously there's a difference between right and wrong, right? Like there's actual right and actual wrong. And then there's like doctrine that's like, that's a sin. So for instance, having same sex attraction is considered a sin. But like, we all know that is bullshit. Abso-fucking-lutely bullshit, right? So then what the fuck is it? It's just somebody else's judgment. And when they say only God can judge me, well, which God, right? If you're your own God, you're the only one that's able to judge you. But if you're allowing Enlil, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to be God, well, then that motherfucker gets to judge you on everything. And you'll never actually be, you'll never be whole if you continuously demonize and wrong yourself. Anything that wrongs you, is not to me is 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 wrong like now granted we must make wise and good decisions for ourselves right we must make smart decisions we must not go murder people because murder is is actually wrong murder takes life and we don't do that in because we don't want that karma right take someone else's life your life is now the karma for that is going to be horrible so it's like it's it's just common sense if you if we all decided to murder people then there would be no more people so we don't murder people because that's common sense we make choices based on our actual just intelligence of hum- being human. We don't have to make choices based off of, of a 50 million thousand year old doctrine that like is so fucking outdated that it's getting people killed now, like mass people killed now. 
<laughs> yeah. So that that's all the messages is that like start to look at your own life, your choices and what you've been taught differently. If it feels good, it's probably good for you. If it harms none, the way that witches are, you know, do as you will if it harms none, then like it's right. If you're feeling called to go like eat 40 hot dogs, go do that shit. If it's right for you, if it's if you got some sort of goal in your mind to go do that shit, go do that shit then. Now, granted, that's not you sinning. You're going to reap the uh the consequences of the shit. Like it's not necessarily healthy to sit and eat 40 hot dogs, but like you wouldn't be going against your god if you went and sat went and sat and ate 40 hot dogs. It would not be called gluttony. Gluttony is literally a term of relativity. All this shit is relative. Like, because in one culture, something that could be considered you being gluttonous could be um, needing for t- to survive in another culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, so even looking at what we have considered to be things that are sins or what are wrongdoings, if it harms no one else, then do as you will. So every little thing that comes up in your mind that you want to do for yourself or experience, go do that shit. Sin doesn't fucking exist. Right and wrong exists, but not sin. And the only thing about sin that we need to consider is that someone else decided the like dictionary on that. This equals this sin. This equals this sin. This equals this sin. And you must continuously repent and go for penance, pay your penance and all that shit in order to like become whole. No. Spirit wants everyone to know you are whole in of yourself, regardless of your actions, you are whole. But the moment you give your power away to something outside of you, well, now you're no longer coming from a space of wholeness. You are now literally giving parts of yourself away to be judged and controlled by something outside of you. Therefore, the way your life looks after that is going to be on some level outside of your control, much like Jesus. His shit snowballed so crazy fast to me that like I can only assume and and really see it as like he made some choices where he wasn't necessarily coming from like a space of wholeness and power granted this thing literally just said the the sin would be for him to pass through power and success rather than the total gift of himself on the cross only my motherfucker that would had never gone through that shit would write that would write that and any only a person who had never suffered anything close to what a Christ has to suffer in order to wake up would write that shit. (laughs) I'm so offended by that. Like the whole goal of me being here past waking up is to grab all the fucking power I can, grab all the success that I can and apparently dominate. I didn't mean to dominate everything. I just meant to dominate my life, but it turns out I'm dominating shit, Uh, not even on purpose. And I'm still coming from the space of love and self. So for me, if spirit tells me to like jump off a cliff, Bro, there are so there was a massive cliff that I jumped off, a cliff that like I'm sure one day I'll tell that. But like it's essentially a a whole ass emotional cliff that I jumped off. I took a huge chance, not at all knowing what was on the other side. And guess what caught me? Love. So if Jesus had jumped off that cliff, maybe something would have caught him, but he didn't do it. All I know is I didn't been jumping off cliffs. All, I've been jumping off so many fucking cliffs and I've been turning. I have literally turned fucking stones to bread. Like y'all have been watching me do so much crazy shit. Granted, it's all in the 
2D and the 5D. Like I've done some crazy shit in the 3D too. And that's because I'm using my power. That's because I am determined to be successful in this life. Because for goddamn sure, I'm not going to have been through all the slavery that I was in just to end up like Jesus, dead on a cross. So people can be like, oh, she lived and died for us. Fuck that. Y'all live and die for yourselves. (laughs) Like I'm living and dying for me. (laughs) So, but I, but I trust, I do trust my spirit guides when they show up and tell me. So the other thing too, about the end of that story, when Jesus is in the, the desert and the angels come and they say like angels came and tended to him. Well, all that was is his spirit team. Star seeds, you all know this, which is everybody who works with their spirit team. We all have light beings and spirit team around us. Well, some of us have light beings. Some of us don't. I have a shit ton of light beings around me. And those are what are called angels. And so that's what would have been around him, his spirit team. They came and they tended him at the end of the whole shit, right? Okay, but like, that's just the same thing as me. Like, I've been here and been tended to by angels this whole last time. In fact, people are calling me an earth angel. That's what Jesus was. So there's not really, it's not really that like, oh, Satan came and tempted him and then all these angels had to come and help. Nah, it was just like, Sam is a multidimensional being. And then there's also, he's also in cahoots with the people that are trying to keep Jesus alive the light beings that are with him, they all come from the same, you know what I'm saying? Like they're all in the spirit realm and they're all working together for the highest good of the Christ. But the Christ has to make decisions that are going to allow them to help him like that. So like him starving himself, like here come his spirit team, they have to come save him. When somebody actually did try to save, he ignored the help that was given to him the first time. Now at the end, he's damn near dead and all these, these angels have to come tend him. I don't want to get to that point. Like, that's not where I, that's not, I don't, I don't let myself get to that point where I have to, like, emotionally there might be shit like that, but like physically where I'm out and just starved, nah, like my sense of self-preservation kicks in because I am my God. And maybe again, that's maybe that's why they made me a female because I think women, we have a little bit more when it comes to self-preservation, it feels like we aren't the ones trying to go out to war because we have so much more to protect internally and externally we have so much more to protect on us so we don't just be like putting ourselves in danger like that shit on on in general right right now there's obviously there's times where people do crazy things right and we we um we might put ourselves in the line of fire for something but generally we don't see women purposefully putting ourselves in situations that are going to kill us (laughs) like the the feminine energy itself is about nurturing creation and life. Do we see how now, like why the difference between a male Christ and a female Christ, what that would look like just because of the energies alone, he was tapped into his feminine, but like he was making decisions from his masculine, which absolutely got him killed. So I will not be doing that. I will be making every decision in order to stay alive. (laughs) And I mean, the I'm still looking at this thing on the page about the unlawful desire for food, or in other words, gluttony. Feed me everything. I let me be that. What's that king, the the gluttonous king that goddamn near like killed himself from eating so much? Child, make that me. Like, give me all the fucking food and give all the food to everybody around me. I am all about indulgence because that is what it is to be alive, and that is the gift that actual God gives you to live, to indulge. I mean, when I say indulge, do it all because you only got one life. You only have this one life 
And this is the only time that you get to experience karma because this is a karmic place. So like do a whole bunch of crazy, amazing things for yourself and crazy, amazing things will happen for you. Reject yourself for 40 days and 40 nights in the fucking desert and don't eat and look where you end up strung up on a fucking cross. Granted, I'm not trying to make jokes about Jesus, but I think, you know, he's my grandfather. I think he can, he understands where I'm coming from. <laughs> like he's the one telling me, do not do what I did. You're not going to fail where I failed because I did not complete my, like his, he, his mission where he failed was he ended up having that happen to him, that level of martyrdom. And he's being like, bitch, don't do that. No, don't do it. Indulge in everything. <laughs> Eat all the food. Take all the mushrooms. Do all of the things. Um, because we gave you this gift of body and life so that you would enjoy it. And everything that gets thrown at you, we are going to shield you from. And you all have witnessed a lot of that. So, yeah, I think that's, that's really the, the message here is there is no such thing as sin. Go and indulge. Go do your things. Do everything you want to do. I'm sure I come off as an antichrist to people right now. I don't give a fuck. Satan is actually more God than, <laughs> God than your God is. Oh, God, that sounds so blasphemous. I fucking love blasphemy. That was the only way to actually get away from my ex was to step into blasphemy. I had to make blasphemy my new way of being just to get away. And that's a whole other story. But yeah, uh, I hope this was a fun moon message, especially for the moon, which is well, anyone who really works with the moon and the star seeds know that you're here. You're here with a big team of beings, but that those beings, they want you to indulge. Your whole spirit team wants you to indulge. There is, and do, fasting is not a thing. Nope. And if people want to be offended by that, sure. So anyone who has ever not wanted to fast anymore, like if you hated that time of year, or if you decide, you know, no, just don't, don't fast. Do something else to try and get closer to God. Um, Maybe go get your favorite meal and sit with God and eat and talk to get closer to God. Maybe that's actually a better way of us, you know, ascending than, um, than depriving our, ourselves of things and thinking that that's going to get us further. That sound, that's so backwards. Anyway. All right, y'all. I love you. Happy full moon. And uh, I'll see you next time.